0: Jack, Levi, the book club from hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack with the book club from hell. The mouthpiece of a diffuse network of sleeper cells spread the world over, composed of non-human animals who are biding their time and waiting for the perfect moment to strike and remove humanity from the face of the earth. We live all around you, there is no escape. There is only acceptance of the inevitable. This week's episode is on the Otherkin community those who have human bodies but identify as non-human animals, fictional characters, mythical creatures, inanimate objects, concepts, and more. A deeply fractured and semiotically obsessed community, much of the online literature produced by Otherkin focuses on defining what does or doesn't qualify as Otherkin and documenting the specific terms to be assigned to the varieties of Otherkin experience, including an ever more complex taxonomy of Otherkin categories and sub-sub-sub-sub-sub-categories. Such a community raises fascinating questions about the extent to which any identity is a creative act, and the implications of situating your identity purely in your own subjective experience. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to Yutz, one of our listeners and the founding member of Geography of Robots, a game development collective that released the narrative heavy, point and click game Norco. It's a fantastic game with beautiful pixel art, arresting music, and a moving story, and one that I highly recommend. I'll put the link to it in the show notes. Additionally, I've got a novel coming out in a few months called Tower, probably in November or December of this year. I'll definitely be shilling it more often in the lead-up to release, so you will hear about it. Anyway, if you're ready to learn how a rainkin feels in the rain, then listen on. Enjoy. They constantly compare themselves to furries, and say that they're not furries, and make very (laughs) clear that furries simply like certain animals but don't identify as those animals. (laughs) <laughs> and in they never say this bit out loud, but I always get the impression that as a result of the fact that furries don't identify as animals, but otherkin do. The they invariably otherkin
1: writers yeah, yeah. saying these and things. And also isn't it funny though that otherkin are better? The furry community is such that even other kin Don't want to be associated with them <laughs> like, Even the other Even the people who literally think they're animals are like Nah, we're better than them <laughs> Shout out to J-Man We don't have any other kin yeah, on, our, <laughs> on our discord, do we?
0: No other so. kin that have declared themselves Guy from Mass is also a <laughs> yeah. furry so, Shout out to Guy from Mass Shout out to Hagersten or I'm Hagersten. I forget how to pronounce his name. He's not a furry. It's just I don't think we've given him a shout out before.
1: <laughs> not accused of being a furry. <laughs> shout out to Alex as well. Alex hasn't been around, but come back. <laughs> come back, man. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, looking at the Otherkin community, I'm not sure if you've met this type of person. although well, I imagine you have. You know how there are certain people who are <laughs> what is <that>? quite proud <laughs> to have... Quite proud to have some sort of mental illness, and will repeatedly bring it up and talk about people who don't have that mental illness. Yeah, you and me, as very proud of being in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) as being in some way worse than them, and will get competitive regarding the severity of their symptoms. And when you get two of these people meeting each other, they're trying to one up each
1: other constantly on like how mentally ill they are. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I went to a Western university, so yeah, I know plenty of these people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and in, in Melbourne Otherkin, of all cities, <laughs> yeah, I definitely got
0: that vibe from some of the other kin stuff I read. In that, they'll talk about how strange it seems that particularly rarity is very highly valued in this particular community or some subsets of the other kin community. In that, they'll compete over having. Ever more bizarre symptoms of, of being other kin. They'll compete over having ever more rare identifications with animals. <laughs> symptoms.
1: Like, really yeah, showing More and more there, bizarre Jack. animals. <laughs> not not characteristic symptoms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a strange community. We we did read something by steampunk Sky God, which was more reflective and more self-aware than a lot of the other stuff it was really we, good. we'd read. I actually And that I, found that, I found that if not convincing, then at least more compelling. But especially trawling through some of the Tumblr pages where they're, mm, mm. they're displaying as badges of honour the fact that they regularly dissociate and start running around on all fours and thinking they're a dragon or something. Only to be met with comments saying, oh, I have this, but it's more disruptive to my life. And that carries... A perverse form of social currency. I found a lot less compelling. That's
1: completely bizarre. I didn't know that. Anyway, so we should what um, are other kin? Quickly discuss what other kin are. It's pretty simple. Well, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. The one sentence summary is is straightforward. It's people who identify. We're going to talk about identity, don't you worry? But it's people who quote unquote mm. identify as some form of non human living. Organism. Now, oh, again, we'll, living we'll talk organism. About the now you're, you're wandering into another kind yeah. debate. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, know. No. We'll get into the typology of this because st- well, some
0: <laughs> of them, some of them say that you can identify as an inanimate object, <laughs> like a rock, but then other members of the <laughs> which, other kin
1: community say that that's absurd. Which, of course, this is a <laughs> debate about the logics of identifying as things other than human so you know pot as a call the kettle black motherfucker <laughs> i identify as a pot and yeah so anyways Notwithstanding notwithstanding the uh the the intricacies of um what qualifies as as other kin identifying as things that are not so presumably in some capacity whether it's all the time or whether it's a transient thing that occurs, these people feel as though or claim that their subjectivity changes to that of in particular animals, but not necessarily just animals, mm-hmm. so there are also things like elfkin, fakin, dragon kin, kin
0: yeah, and so forth. and during during this episode, I'm sure we'll preface so many things we say with. This is a definition according to part of the otherkin community because this is a very fractious community and one that is particularly interested in arguing over the intricacies of language and what you designate certain things as is very, very important. So, I've seen some of them say that they really like if you identify as an animal which exists on Earth, then you're a therian, and otherkin is when you identify as something which which doesn't exist. However, some other kin say no. If you identify as any non-human creature, then your other kin. And things that don't exist, well, then your fiction kin.
1: Yeah. So it, we, we can give all sorts of definitions. For the purposes of this conversation, we're going to use the catch-all term yeah. other kin to just refer to this entire landscape of strange identities. Um... Interestingly, transgender and transracial and that sort of thing. Because some of them will say like alter humanity is the umbrella Alter humanity. That's a good way of putting it. But so like transgender, for example, is not other kin. Because you're still, say you're a woman and you identify no. as a man. You're still identifying as something that's human. Whereas other kin. Yeah. Uh, explicitly identifying as something that's not human.
0: Yeah. And I did pick up on a little bit of, again, that, that competitiveness. With some other, on some other kin forums and things, talking about trans people, is the competitiveness of, oh, you're a yeah. complete fucking casual. Because, yeah, you're not identifying <laughs> with the <laughs> gender you were given at birth, birth. but you're still yeah. identifying as a human. This Tumblr page is for, for true gamers only. You're still I,
1: identifying with the species you were assigned at birth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine if they start doing that on 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 birth certificates, species ident- species assigned at birth, n- non-descript Homo sapiens No, 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 not even that's too specific. Like hominid. No, non-descript hominid. Like we'll, we'll, we'll wait, <laughs> we'll wait for a bit and just see how they feel. <laughs> Your body looks like it's probably a hominid, but I don't want to to say that you're a Homo sapiens because maybe you're a Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if any of them do identify as Neanderthals. Does that count? I feel like they're still humans. Yeah, because so.
0: interbreeding was possible. Yeah, uh, there, there might actually be just some sub-community of other like who identify as Any Neanderthals Homo and have their homo own specific vocabulary. Yeah. So the the other community started out, it seems. <laughs> so wait, you as could, but
1: you could be sorry. At at least, sorry to sorry to interrupt, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so you could, you could actually <laughs> be trans Homo though. So I could be a Homo sapien and identify as as a Homo erectus, Homo habilis. (laughs) So I would be, I'd be a trans Homo, (laughs) specifically sapien to erectus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a trans Homo erectus. <laughs> <laughs> Levi now identifies as a trans Homo erectus, but as soon as you start identifying as an Australopithecine, then you're into the the other kin community because we all know that hominids could not interbreed with Australopith- Australopithecus. Okay, so that's that's the that's the line. Really, in fact, that should just be the line for speciation in general. Could a member of that species trans into? that another species and legitimately still call themselves a member of the original species
0: i disagree i think in terms of being trans homo can you bone smash yourself into the perfection of that different species if you can bone smash yourself into a neanderthal then i don't think you're meaningfully a different species can you bone smash yourself into being australopithecus
1: mm, you're gonna have a tough time but you know what <laughs> send yourself back in time i think you legitimately could if you got some femur extensions and mm. and you bone smashed enough and maybe if you did something to your jawbone as well you could potentially yeah. transmogrify yourself you probably need into to joke an australopithecus That's a lot of joking but you're gonna have a, a tough bulking. time a lot
0: of bones bone smashing. smashing
1: yourself into a into a bonobo so definitely bonobos is, is other kin. That is harder. Yeah,
0: well, bonobos, why, I don't know why you'd want to bone smash into a bonobo because bonobos <laughs> just don't have hunter eyes. They look, like, they look like prey animals. They're small. They're less violent. They probably don't have voices which have a pitch on average below 92 hertz. They're just, they're just anathema to women. But they fuck. No, I, I really think <laughs> early hominids are the way to go. Anyway, early
1: hominids. That does, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's when humanity, well, pre-humanity peaked. There was actually I did read about trans-speciesism, which is the the, the the distinction between that, is and that not otherkin, otherkin is very blurry. But these, this group, I guess you could maybe call it a subset of otherkin, where they're they're more focused on the fact that. Well, they're, they're trying to draw a parallel between themselves and the transgender community and saying, okay, we, we are a different species born into the wrong body. And they some of them will say, okay, we need surgical interventions to make our external body or our exterior body align with our experience of, of being a different species. Some of them get
1: very extensive, extensive surgeries.
0: Yeah, it really depends on how, how closely related... The, the creature you identify as Is to, to homo sapiens Like If you identify as neanderthal Then you probably could bone smash your way there Although no, I think they might have had Greater skull capacity than humans So maybe, maybe not them Maybe like homo erectus Can you, you be bone partially smash transspecial?
1: There. Do you think you can be partially What's transspecial? That like, I, I still want to be human But I just want to prehence our tail You know i want to be able to like pick yeah. up a cup of coffee sip from the cup of coffee while she's still using both hands to code that's what i want to be able to do yeah that that would be really, do that, really I convenient a that'd be super convenient yeah i'd be all for that so i don't really want to be a that's my political an old position world monkey, a new world monkey yeah
0: all my political <laughs> positions emerge from my desire for a pre-hensile tale.
1: <laughs> that's the
0: bedrock of, That's the bedrock Upon which My political beliefs Are built
1: <laughs> Yeah Libertarian looks pretty good It seems like I could Probably justify Getting a prehensile tail If I can do whatever I want
0: Yeah Yeah Any well, commies Let me would Have prevent a prevent me From modifying my own body Whether it is Whether it's a good idea Or not Is probably not a movement I could support <laughs> Anyway, that's other the kin. history of Otherkin. Probably the forerunner of the Otherkin community was the Elf Queen's Daughters, which was in the early... So the Elf Queen's Daughters was a group of people who identified either with or as elves from Lord of the Rings. I'm not sure whether they identified with or as those elves or whether that evolved over time. What's the difference between with and as? That's... That's very important in the context of other kin because that distinguishes them from the other-hearted community. Like, so identifying... Oh, yeah, right. If, so yeah. if I identify with a wolf, I really like mm. wolves. I see a lot of
1: myself in them. I'm and a lone
0: wolf. Other-hearted. So other-hearted people are people who identify with non-human entities and they're, they're still better than furries because they, they like those creatures more than furries. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> There's say there like, all the these spirits. communities That's just, just, to just be... want nothing to do with furries.
1: <laughs> you start talking, you go into like a neo-Nazi conference and we, they're just like, "Yeah, we just really want to distance ourselves from the furry, so we just be really clear, this is, this is a no furry neo-Nazi conference, guys." And they're like just a furry just, community. Just guy from NASA, like get the fuck out, man. <laughs> That every single
0: other weird, obscure internet sub community is kind of scared of and just wants to distance themselves from <laughs> and wants nothing to do with. All the while, uh, the furry community just keeps growing and growing and getting stronger. <laughs> <So> ever since <laughs> Furfest 2 in
1: 2016, I fucked everything up. <laughs> Oh, Rainforest! Which one was that? Rainforest.
0: Was it, was it? It was Rainforest, the one where they all started doing nangs and shitting on the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rainforest. Well, I think that happens actually at a lot of them, but this was a particularly okay. well-documented one.
0: <laughs> 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 so anyway, yeah. The, the other-hearted community feels superior to to furries because if <laughs> it's just it's just obligatory if you are an internet subculture. You need to explain why (laughs) you're not associated with furries They're all terrified of being associated with furries Everyone
1: on the internet Which is totally fair (laughs) It's like even the hentai guys are like This is not furrydom You're not not welcome on our octopus hentai forum if you're a furry
0: (laughs) That's really a throwing stones in glass house (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so they identify with an animal, whereas other kin identify as an animal. So other hearted will identify with wolves. They'll love wolves. Other kin will claim and we'll get into this, uh, the, what it means to claim something so subjectively or to claim your subjective experience as, as some unimpeachable truth. They okay. say that they Objective fact. they experience
1: life as, for example, wolves. As a bird. Yeah, just a wolf with opposable thumbs and the ability to form complex, 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 complex sentences. Complex. Jack. <laughs> complex. Really <laughs> complex. Like- a wolf I can speak complex, real sentence good. <laughs> <laughs> the furry comics are really getting to you. <laughs> just, just I've broken. become FNAR. <laughs> 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 <Levi's now laughs> Levi is now Levi FNAR, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, what
0: was I say? Oh, yeah. So, the Elf Queen's Daughters. So, in the early 70s, they started sending letters to different spiritual groups, covens, etc. Then, you also got the Silver Elves, which were previously known as the Sylvan Elves, began to publish letters similar to the Elf Queen's Daughters. And a collection of these letters became were published as the Magical Elven Love Letters. And this group symbol was the Heptagram, which is now used as the symbol of the Otherkin community. And that's that's a very distinctive part of the Otherkin community that they're really, really obsessed with or really focus on coming up with precise terminology and arguing over terminology and flags. They really like their flags. So yeah. the Otherkin's Otherkin flag has a Heptagram on it. I think the Order of Nine Angles has a heptagram symbol, don't they? 09A. Y- no, is What's it just a, look? This, is a septagram? I think it's a heptagram. Order of Nine Angles, like one, two, three, seven. four, five, six. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a heptagram as well. Okay, so there's probably a significant link between the otherkin community and the Order of Nine Angles is what what I'm seeing here. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot satanic of sense. Satanic otherkin. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> Do you reckon, let's see if we can find some satanic Nazi-like. otherkin literature Sat- satanic nazi otherkin <laughs> I just love that but just by the sheer law of large numbers the fact that there's like 8 billion people on the planet there's probably at least one person who's a satanic nazi otherkin <laughs> there's at least there's at least one yeah, otherkin yeah. dude out there who's like sitting with his otherkin buddies just being like I wonder if they would maybe be a parody of Hitler <laughs> What do I think of him? Do think I do mean, just like looking at them sideways. Like, hmm, when do I come out as a Nazi? Should I ask? <laughs> Should I ask? Mm, I don't know. They've said some pretty Israel-friendly stuff. Maybe this isn't the group of otherkins for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will say, overwhelmingly, the otherkin community is very progressive. Yeah, probably pretty
1: anti-Israel. There's...
0: <laughs> Yeah, I didn't pick up on much anti-Semitism here, so that's good.
1: Now, that's now, now. Still, that's Just still special, remember, special. You can be anti-Israel without being anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> not <Yeah>. going <laughs> to open that can of worms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we will now discuss Israel for three and a half hours. <laughs> so the term otherkin... Originated in 1990, apparently a person identifying as a, an elf named Rikanda Karati. There are a lot of apostrophes in that name because elves love apostrophes. Yeah. Started the kind <laughs> Digest, which was a mailing list for elves. And because the subscription was publicly joinable, non-elves also joined. They were termed other kind to distinguish right. them from the elves, and other kind became other kin. Mm.
1: Were they like orc identifying?
0: Yeah, I mean, must have been. Mustn't have been many humans. Just like orcs, urukai, dwarves. Just all of the other Middle Earth races, except humans. Maybe <laughs> actually, uh, I I really a few hobbits. Actually, I think a few members right of the right. Elf Queen's daughters identified as hobbits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Smelly, smelly little fucking hobbits. Don't <laughs> you think that if you actually met a, a hobbit in real life, like, you'd punch it? <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck away from me. A <laughs> cr- creepy little gross, gross little rat like thing, smelly and just like smokes weed all the time. <laughs> I think Merry and Pippin who were just blazed out of their minds for the
0: entirety of
1: Lord <laughs> of the Rings. They just kept on fucking things up. It's just like as they're going into the minds of Moria, they took a toke, and that's why they they knocked over the uh the book into the world. Well. <laughs> because they were actually just stoned.
0: They were stoned listening to binaural beats on their headphones and just stumbling around the place. <laughs> <laughs> they were listening to binaural beats. <laughs> Full of <a> toke. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, so, (laughs) um, yeah, so Otherkin, not surprisingly, came out of fantasy, but what's interesting is that it evolved to capture, like, other, other animals, but I guess one of the things they were talking about with Otherheartedness is that, is that Otherheartedness, and they included, or at least what, you know, all about the feeling, which is our key reference but there's 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 like a wiki there's like they've got an otherkin wiki yeah otherkin wiki is
0: good for this i can include the link to it in the show notes jack
1: you did you also trawl around some like the denizens of tumblr to find out more yeah uh, it will
0: surprise people that tumblr is a place where a lot of the otherkin community has moved has moved to
1: (laughs) so so like other hearted is like even even um totems right if you've got a totem animal mm. say so like you're from a culture that has like totem animals um <clears throat> that doesn't count as other kin because you like those people or those families or whatever those communities don't literally think that the well maybe in some circumstances, yeah but at least the sort of stereotypical um thing that you think of like <clears throat> you know like the coyote talking to homer when he's on peyote is uh, when he's not when home he had the really again. spicy chili. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's him just, it's so back when the simpsons was good um <laughs> uh yeah that is him having like a spirit guide and a spirit guide is different to having a totem animal but both of them are different to other kin. so if homer literally like came home and was like hey margie <laughs> i'm now <laughs> a wolf <laughs> like and marge's like what the fuck are you talking about homer she's he's like no, i'm literally <laughs> a wolf <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, did you eat another one of those chilies homie no no like i identify as a wolf now Please refer me refer to me as Skyfox or some shit like that, or Grey Moon or something. Um, yeah, mm. then home would be Otherkin.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is interesting too. Once Otherkin moved to Tumblr, and that was roughly 2011. Apparently, it was when it really, really started to kick off. It it cross pollinated with the social justice bits of Tumblr, and there grew a greater desire for. Otherkin advocacy, it's something where if you truly believe that you are Otherkin and you are part of this community of people who are basically non-human entities trapped in human bodies and experiencing all sorts of, so they, they document different experiences that are common among Otherkin, although you don't have to experience them, like shifting, that sort of thing. If you really felt yourself to be part of this community that is at best ignored by by broader society or mocked, then I I suppose it does make sense that you would want to raise awareness about the existence of people like you. But the the, the part of me that then makes me feel less generous is that the age range I imagine skews very young. And many of the experiences these people describe seem to be discomfort at their own bodies changing during puberty and Mm. then they just they transmute that discomfort into oh well i must be a dragon inside instead of it's like no you you're getting your period for the first time and by all accounts that's it's not it's not comfortable or my voice is changing and i'm growing taller and growing hair that's uncomfortable it's like no maybe i'm maybe i'm a unicorn or a raccoon (laughs) hey
1: jack Hey Jack. Mm. If a fifteen year old is hanging out online on furry communities the online furry communities, <laughs> what do you call a 20, what do you call a twenty-five year old who hangs out online in furry communities? <laughs> Grummer. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
0: Grooming, grooming them like a (laughs) chip.
1: Yeah, like a chip. That's right. Grooming, grooming them like a chip. Hey, motherfuckers, if you're over, say like twenty, and you're still hanging out online in furry communities, knock that shit off. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it off. I'm more sympathetic to
0: the furry community after eating Jack. Actually,
1: (laughs) at least hang out in the age-appropriate things. I've heard too many complaints about the furry community. Heard too many fucking complaints about that shit (laughs) Same with Otherkin Otherkin, I would be worried about Otherkin Just given that the number of people who seem to be Involved in the Otherkin community Are, uh, seem to Definitely be teenage It seems to be strongly geared towards people You know, the thing that people It's good to understand, hey, if there's only teenagers Listening, firstly I don't know if this is the podcast for you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but it, no, seriously, if there are any teenagers, the, the problem with being a teenager is you're getting pumped full of hormones by your own or, like body changing. And you're also going through a lot of like neurological changes. And so there's actually quite a significant spike. I think the studies that I saw was like a lot of young men develop, say, like schizophrenia when they're in their late teens. <clears throat> and they think it might have something to do with testosterone levels potentially, uh, but also you're just like quite emotionally volatile. So these are like to to think that say otherkin or or in particular otherkin, given that they're like as we'll talk about in a bit, like there's mental illness involved with identifying as an- another another species. That it's also tends to be like occurring for people in their mid to late teens and early twenties is also I think suspect like. And that it's often not really like, you know, like a 60-year-old. that's just like, oh, yeah, no, I've been a wolf my whole life. <laughs> I've been a wolf my whole life. Yeah. yeah. My read on yeah. it was less... So I'm suspect.
0: ...was less psychotic and more it's, it's a time in your life when, as you said, you're so emotionally labile. You haven't lived...
1: And your identity is flexible or changing. Yeah, your, your,
0: your identity is very fluid. You're trying to work out who you are. You're getting just yeah. blasted with sex hormones. And I, I guess maybe some people trans transmute that experience into identifying as I don't know, a non-canon character in Harry Potter, if you're fiction kin, or something like that. Like
1: a griffin. And almost almost Not try to <laughs> contextualise
0: these this discomfort using that, using some alternative identity, which it, do, it does seem most people in the otherkin community grow out of it. Like once their once their personalities become more stable, they do seem to leave it behind. But that's that's one of my guesses as to where this comes from.
1: I'm not going to psychologize too much, so. But I do uh, indulge me a little bit, please. Come on, man. We're talking about other kin. I'll psychologize a little bit. I wonder. I'm not going to say. <laughs> I mean, broad... you just indulge <laughs> me
0: psychologizing.
1: <laughs> I think I'm not going to say this applies to all other kin, but I also wonder when I see things like other kin, but also probably there's probably other things as well um but i wonder whether or not there's some you know especially like say a strong orientation towards um like any sort of victim-based ideologies like the sjw stuff where like you can frame yourself as like fighting this bigger thing or like it's almost like Mm. that doesn't apply to other kin what i mean is let me get to the point a narrative where you can like Say that you're special, inherit like, yeah, without necessarily like differentiating yourself through action. So, like, and to go out and be special in the world for most people requires that you put in two decades worth of work and go and do something interesting and make some meaningful contribution or become a leader or like an elite athlete or something. And to be special actually is a very difficult thing. but if you have, like, an ideology or, like, some sort of personal narrative, such as, like, Otherkin, you can instantaneously become special without having to do that. And all you've got to do is start identifying as a cat. Well, for me, I identify as a cat boy. Yeah. I don't know if that's, you know, trans-special enough. But, well, I think I think cat boys are legitimately a non-human. You know, like, you know, the technical name for them was, uh, what What were they called in... A, in in Morrowind and, and, uh, Elder Scroll, you know, uh, Oh, the Khajiit. The, yeah. The Khajiit. <laughs> the so race that like everyone's really identified. racist about
0: in the, in the, Just a bunch of thieves. So, you can't trust them. <laughs> a bunch of scoom <laughs> <but>, drinkers. <laughs> no good moon sugar smugglers. <laughs>
1: Hey, don't talk about my people like that, Jack. <laughs> You're no good, bipedal son of a bitch. All right, the Khajiit the Khajiit have a long and proud history. All right, we built this fucking country of stealing everything. Yeah, that's so not Cat- nailed down. <laughs> Yeah, the Khajiit, the Khajiit, Levi identifies as Khajiit, Catboy Levi. Um, and that's how I instantly, t- instantaneously became special when I was 16 and played too much Morrowind. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I don't actually have to put in two decades worth of work to do anything interesting. I can just be a Khajiit.
0: <laughs> it's a really interesting Start point because it might, that might reinforce the, that insularity of the Otherkin community in that to be special. So being special is contextual. And they've created a community within which a, a way to be special is not only to be other kin. So simply being a member of the community within that community <laughs> it confers it, it a special status more and more. as opposed to, yeah. to people not, not inside the community compared to the rest of the world. And then it might also go some way to explaining that competitive aspect. Of people saying that they <laughs> yeah, have more yeah, yeah. shifts or they have weirder shifts or less common shifts mm. or they identify as a, or a more stranger species. uncommon animal than someone else. Yeah. Because within this particular subcommunity, to a degree... How would you put it? It's not a victim status. It's... In, there is a degree of competitive suffering in that they they'll combine... Yeah. I've got all of these weird or these uncommon aspects of being other kin. And that makes my life within the, the broader world harder. So there is a degree of competing on, on how difficult you have it in your the life. The victim
1: Olympics, the victim Olympics. They've got their own, Yeah, they've got their own, like, it's like the disability Olympics, you know, it's like, okay, well we've got summer and winter Olympics and then we've got the disability Olympics. Hey, and shout out to disability Olympic athletes, man. Some of them are like unbelievable. Um, so, I'm not talking shit about a disability Olympics, but imagine then you have like an otherkin Olympics, except instead of them doing actual sports, like running around, <laughs> track <laughs> and stuff, <laughs> like instead they're competing on, well, how fucking weird am I? And how much does that affect my ability to yeah. interact with non otherkins?
0: Yeah, rarity does certainly seem to have social currency within the otherkin community, but it's particularly rarity with respect to how difficult it makes your life outside of the Otherkin community. That definitely seems to be a yeah. prestige game, which strikes me as perverse, but I'm also not Otherkin. Which
1: is weird because you could literally just identify as a... a an, you could identify as a, a nudie branch or something. Like, that's pretty strange. <laughs> or a yeah, slide. yeah. <laughs>
0: Describing the subjectivity of...
1: <laughs> that <be pretty> <laughs> Or a frogfish... Like some strange underwater animal. Or a tardigrade. You know what? That's what I want to fucking identify as. I'm a goddamn tardigrade. (laughs) Tardigrade. I'm a Khajiit cross tardigrade. (laughs) Tardigrade. (laughs) Those things are badass. Cleptomaniac tardigrade. (laughs) Cleptomaniac tardigrade.
0: Stealing other microbiological (laughs) species. (laughs)
1: yeah like stealing their sulfur or whatever it is those fucking things
0: (laughs) stealing basic
1: elements (laughs) going up to like sulfurites and like next to to underwater thermal vents (laughs) pushing them out of the way stealing some of their heat (laughs) <laughs> thermal energy Just stealing yeah. their thermal energy <laughs> Literally puts a whole new Spit on that whole idea of like hey you're blocking My son man <laughs> but How about so shifting? That's want, something a lot of other kin Experience yeah. So there's a few, oh, there's what a few were you gonna say? Characteristic themes Yeah so I was just going to go off what you said um, there's, some, there's some patterns Within being an other kin Like <clears throat> excuse me So we'll talk about shifting, but there's these other things like the awakening itself, which we'll talk about. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, A few few other things. Yeah, the awakening would make sense. So do you want me to talk about it or do you you want to? Yeah, go for it. So the awakening is literally like the event. Not necessarily an event. The point at which a person realizes that they're another kin. Now... At this moment, I have to highlight a key issue with otherkin, and why they uh, identify as otherkin and not just not merely just mentally ill people. <clears throat> an otherkin person will have an intense understanding that they are in fact a human, and that they inhabit a human body, but they have the identity. And so they have a corporeal form of being a human, but then some sort of non-corporeal form of being this other animal or other life form. And they understand that there's this dissonance and this contradiction. And in having that realization during their awakening, hey, I identify as a wolf or a horse or whatever. But I'm a horse in a human body. That's what qualifies as otherkin. But if the person just goes, "I'm a horse," mm. and no, I'm not in a human body. I'm literally a horse, and it just starts clopping around, and you know, shoves a horse butt plug in, and is like, like, <laughs> and literally thinks they're a horse. We're not doing brownies like, yet. <laughs> Hold off on that. <laughs> it's coming. Don't worry, it's coming. We we've gotten some brony suggestions, <laughs> brony lit suggestions in the recommendations channel on the Discord. <laughs> so we will get there. Mm. But yeah, so a brony, a brony <laughs> Even the bronies are like, yeah, but we're not even the bronies like we're not furries, bro. Don't we're put us furries. in that category, man. We're not furries. <laughs> Yeah, but you're not that much it just better. It seems man. like it's a law of internet communities
0: that they find some way to explain how they're not furries.
1: It's like we have contact with some alien civilization. They come down. The first thing they say is like, "Just so you guys know, not furries, legit okay, We're not furries, not furries." <laughs> <laughs> i not fucking Khajiit either <laughs> um, Yeah so The awakening is the point in a person's life Where they realise So the thing is A person might have had some sort of inclination You know maybe, you know, maybe They really liked Really really rare meat Like blue Or even maybe they, they took a real hankering for tartare You know, they went to France one time, went out for a romantic dinner, had beef tartare, started watching Liver King, and they're like, man, I really fucking love raw meat. I just can't get enough of it. (laughs) And then, you know, like, let that simmer, so to speak. (laughs) Uh, Let that simmer for, like, three or four years. And then they might think, oh, wait a second, there's a reason why I love raw meat. It's not because... Beef tartare is delicious, or anything like that, and it's been engineered to be tasty. Is because I actually am a yeah. wolf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the awakening, very important.
0: Yeah, and as as with basically everything, everything on on otherkin wiki is prefaced with okay. Not all otherkin experience this, but it you know it might be common or it might be uncommon. Yeah, like in a sharp moment. Yeah, in the case of the awakening. There are various ways in which it can happen. It can happen all at once that someone just goes from feeling like a human to feeling like a non-human entity in a human body. Or it might be a, a feeling that creeps up on them over time and grows harder to ignore. Often, They did say that oftentimes once someone realizes that they're other kin, they, they also realize that they have been that way for their entire lives. So they've always somehow felt like a snake or something. But it's only now that they're becoming consciously aware of it or they can identify what this strange feeling is. And sometimes, like you were saying with the stake, sometimes it's brought on by an experience. Sometimes there's no clear precipitating factor and they just realise that they're other kin. Something that is not mentioned on... Otherkin wiki, or at least not in these Terms, is that I imagine Most of the time It's brought about by spending time In the Otherkin community And especially If you're a teenager and you're looking for identity You're looking for meaning, you're looking for a place To belong Some people on the internet can start Egging you on about identifying As a as a puma Or something like that And I I imagine that's a very important Part of the
1: Awakening and of course everybody always wants to identify something cool you know like nobody identifies as a tapeworm mm. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like a they're all, it's like when you it's like when uh, when people find out they had a uh, like a past life it's like oh yeah in a past life i was alexander the mm. great or some or cleopatra or some bullshit it, was, it wasn't like yeah yeah they all oh, yeah were cool. i was i was like a dirty surf in like siberia and I lived to the age of 13 before, like, <laughs> yeah. a, a a workhorse kicked me in the yeah. head and I yeah. died. <laughs> it was like, I was a prince. Of course I was. And, of course, I'm a wolf. I'm not <laughs> – you know, most animals are pretty lame. Like, we, we remember wolves and and stuff because they're, like, interesting animals. But a lot of animals, like, the vast majority of animals are probably just, like, arthropods, probably. Like, I imagine that a good chunk of the animal kingdom by species, mm. like, how many species there are, would yeah. just be – yeah, it would just be... Or bacteria. Uh, yeah, bacteria. Which, yeah, just, not, not even a multicellular organism. You're just... You, I mean, e. coli. Yeah. So they don't walk around. Maybe there's praying mantis kin. You know, praying mantis are kind of cool. You know, they've got that whole kung fu vibe going on. But none of them mm. are walking mm. around saying like, yeah, I'm a snail. <laughs> I have the subjectivity yeah. of a garden yeah. snail. This is just more I evidence guess, so to my I, point about wonder, it just being a special thing. I just want to be special. Well, within
0: the other kin community though, you would be very special if you identified as like <laughs> camper <Campbellbacter laughs> or something.
1: It. It's like that that'd be very <laughs> unusual <unnew>, highly unusual. <laughs> like, I got a stomach ulcer once and started identifying as Helicobacter Pylori. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody around me started <laughs> It wormed it its up way vividly. into my stomach
0: lining and into my heart.
1: <laughs> and then, and then, my non-corporeal soul. <laughs> it ontologically, <Yeah. laughs> my stomach also ontologically the transformed into my into my, into, into my eternal platonic self. <laughs> 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 yeah, I wonder to what
0: extent it's. It is easier to. Somewhat imagine what the subjectivity is of a, a mammal, at least. Something s- relatively similar to a human being, at least compared yeah, with the rest easy. of the organic world. It's easier to, uh, to imagine that you are imagining what the subjectivity of an elk is in a human body, as opposed to, okay, what does a daffodil feel? Uh, that is an easier thing to imagine... Imagining. <laughs> Maybe that goes some of the way. Instead of like, I don't know. What's what's the subjectivity of cyanobacteria? I'm gonna sit down and try to imagine what it's like to be a
1: daffodil. <laughs> mm, I smell so good. <laughs> I'm so peaceful. I'm so pretty. oh, <laughs> what? oh my god! So that oh analysis. my god, I'm being eaten by a cat! Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's a fucking conceit. <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the conceit strikes again. <laughs> uh yeah so that's it's a it's just a little bit too convenient that everybody in the other kin community are being very very well known animals firstly and then just very like you know how come none of them i here's here's another issue i have with it is how come none of them identified as an animal they didn't actually know about and is not yet discovered and then based on their other kid nature went out that. and discovered, discovered a new species? Why is it always just animals that they haven't mm, known about mm. anyways? It's like, why don't you go and find like a new species of sea, deep sea shrimp or something because you actually identify as <laughs> this, is this deep sea shrimp at the bottom of the Atlantic yeah. Ocean and you go out and you go and find it. <laughs> that would be impressive.
0: That would be very impressive. That would be quite <laughs> compelling, actually.
1: <laughs> compelling evidence that they be, were That would kid.
0: be a, quite a compelling point in favour of other kinity. <laughs> yeah, so should we talk about shifting? Shifting is, yeah. So it's the experience of non-physically becoming more like one's kin type or theria type, etc. Oh, and a- your kin type is the non-human entity that you identify as? So, yeah, basically in shifting, your non-human side is express- expressed more, also known as kin shifting or therio shifting, because in the other kin world, everything has lots and lots of different names that people argue over at length and sometimes get quite upset by if you use the wrong term describing the same thing. And not every other kin experiences shifts, but these are very common, but one of the most common experiences of, of other kin people. And these shifts can be involuntary or voluntary. This would be very disruptive. This sounds like one of the most disruptive aspects of being other kin.
1: And this is where I think that, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a serious point And then I'll make a slightly less serious point. Serious point is <clears throat> this does just sound like some form of dissociation or, or depersonalization. Like, a person just sitting around playing Xbox Mm. or whatever and then just, like, suddenly feels like they're having some sort of strange, I don't know, flickering out-of-body experience or something. Mm. And the fact that this community is, like, you know, at least the article that we read engaged with mental health properly or, like, sincerely, but by the sounds of it, other parts of the community, like, almost treat the claims or concerns about the mental health aspects of it as frivolous or vic- that actually turn into a victimization narrative that you can, or oh, currency. No, you're just, you're, or you're just trying to mm. make us invisible. Like, like other kin invisibility or, or minimization. Mm. You're just saying to say that we don't exist, but we actually do exist. And, you know, but it's like, you're, you're describing what sounds like borderline, you know, depersonalization or psychotic episode and you're just calling it shifting and you've come up with this whole like internal community language to hide the fact that you're all having these like depersonalization events so that was my serious point my slightly less serious point was: I know yeah, exactly what you yeah, are yeah, talking yeah. about, and I have actually shifted <laughs> myself. <laughs> I've taken enough, <laughs> taken enough DMT. Oh boy, have I shifted? I've shifted a very long way away <laughs> from my corporeal body. Actually, yeah. We were <laughs> saying,
0: what is the what is the experience of being a daffodil? I feel like I have experienced the subjectivity subjectivity of something even further from a human being than a daffodil. <laughs>
1: I've experienced the subjectivity
0: of being a 12-dimensional crystal
1: lattice <laughs> spreading out. <of> the <laughs> well, that's cul. what I was gonna say. What about other dimensionality? Like, what if I want to identify as just not even not even like another object in this dimension, but I just want to identify as like another set, another a different type of like geometry? <laughs> because there was this one time we took DMT. I literally felt like I had the experience <laughs> of being a like you know like in Escher, there's those drawings where it's like Mm, you can't mm. you're just walking like horizontally and then vertically and stuff okay i had the experience of being one of those surfaces (laughs) and then there were like beings walking on top of me (laughs) like using me to walk around the non-euclidean space and i was one of the surfaces in that space. identify as a surface (laughs)
0: <laughs> in, in, in,
1: in, in 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 like an an x dimensional space, yeah. So, you know, try that. How about how about that other kin? Take that. You want to try to have a depersonalization experience? Try that. <laughs> Separ- <laughs> Rip your consciousness out of your body and throw it into the twelfth dimension. <laughs> it's very hard to
0: to know what to make of that experience. Just becoming a smear of geometry.
1: Yeah, I fucking love DMT. It's the one drug that is simultaneous <laughs> like I haven't done it in a <laughs> <laughs> It's it's I don't know uh, if it's, I'd say it's, I
0: love it. I'm I, I'm I'm I have very strong ambivalent feelings about it.
1: Yeah, I um I I See, DMT is like my ex-girlfriend. I have a kind of love for her, but I'm also deeply, deeply terrified of her and never want to see her again. <laughs> I remember all the, I reminisce about all the great times. <laughs> and then I remember, oh, yeah, that was also a horrifying experience. <laughs> Sorry, I was telling ex-girlfriend jokes to J-Man on Discord today. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of the night, so. <laughs> try him out. I have a lot Big of girlfriend jokes.
0: <laughs> it's neither a step forward, back, up,
1: or down. It's just a step through or behind. It's a, it's a place where coordinate systems and steps and just, <laughs> like, vectors you in general get a whole don't lot really make sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think DMT... Is worth what? Sorry, I should. I do not want to say anything that could be even remotely <laughs> construed off as, a DMT as, as prescriptive. Like, you know, DMT, don't do drugs, kids, it's really bad for you, stay in school, all that sort of stuff. But it also was a profound experience for me, and I'm glad that I did it. I don't know if I'll ever do it again, but I'm glad that I did it because, boy, oh boy, like, far out. I
0: wouldn't rule it out, but like I said earlier, there is a, there's a very strong fear
1: element whenever I, th- <laughs> whenever I think about it. Not that anything bad ever happened. It's just so strange. Well, for me, I don't know. Nothing, did it, anything bad ever happen for you when you tried it? It's just so strange.
0: No, because good and bad just stop being relevant. It's, you're so far beyond <laughs> <It's> so <true. laughs> those terms being meaningful at all.
1: Remotely meaningful. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Nietzsche was huffing DMT when he was writing Beyond Good and Evil. He was just like trying to say like, no. It's
0: just it's very, <laughs> very intense and that's that's about as much detail as you can get.
1: People like to ask, like, oh yeah, like what's you know, is it what's it like compared to acid, like LSD? It's like, it's not even the same ball game, man. Like you just like I've taken a lot of acid and <laughs> And and even at the higher doses of acid that I took, like in a in a jurisdiction that where it was not a criminal offence to take acid in Atlantis, <laughs> in Atlantis, in Hyperborea, I took I took I took some acid and it was a large <laughs> dose of acid, and um, and even at a high dose of acid, you still had a sense that you were like a human. And you're in the place that you're physically in. Mm, Whereas yeah. with DMT, it's just like, bye-bye. Bye. A, twi- a twitching crystalline <laughs> insect. You just get blasted. like yeah. It's like, you know, sort of when you see uh, those cartoons of a guy getting shot out of a cannon.
0: DMT is to acid what acid is to
1: drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. 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 Anyway, so <laughs> can I can relate to other, other kids. instead. Of- yeah. If if being other kin <laughs> is anything like taking DMT, then I understand. M shifts, mental
0: shifts. These are types of shifts that are where your mental state changes to reflect your kin type. And this is where you get animalistic urges. You you might have a different set of desires, or you might focus your attention on different things. Like if you're a cat, you and you see birds, you're gonna be focusing on them a lot more than you might if if you're a human. Or you might start making animal noises or walking on all fours. Another example of a shift is a phantom shift. And these are really, really common. So there was a survey by Naya Okami in 2016 and 90% of respondents said they'd experienced phantom shifts. So phantom shifts are the experience of phantom supernumerary limbs like feeling like you have wings or a tail or horns, long ears or a muzzle. There are a lot more types of, of shifts, but mental shifts and phantom shifts are the most common, or at least the most commonly reported. There was also plurality. That was another thing that was talked about a lot in, um, in the other kin spaces I came across. And this, had much, this has much more crossover with, with TikTok commodified mental illness with the people pretending to have Tourette's or have multiple personalities within the one body and doing it to get views. So this was definitely crossing over more into a world that I think is just toxic and and romanticising mental illness. But plurality is the state of being more than one consciousness or entity in one physical body. And so a system is the collection of consciousnesses inhabiting a single body. However, some people don't like the term "system" and instead call themselves collectives, or a group, or a household, etc., etc. Again, this is this is a a highly a highly semiotic hermeneutic community. They're very very interested in the terminology used to to describe their their various states of being. Oftentimes, at least in the Otherkin community, a system will include a bunch of non-human entities like a bunch of other kins and there might be a human in there as well but not necessarily and their personality will keep changing depending on which of those consciousnesses is fronting their body that is which one's in the driver's seat and speaking through their body yeah did you
1: did you come across plurality much i really like this idea uh is it called mutualism yeah mutualism Symbiosis Yeah that's right Symbiosis Mutual You have uh, Mutual symbiosis You have parasitic symbiosis So just because I've been learning about Been getting into scuba And just learning about Different types of relationships long, Amongst animals You know you have like clownfish. Mm. They have A Oh yeah A non They have a non-parasitic But non-beneficial Symbiotic relationship With the anemone As far as I'm aware, because the anemone doesn't get anything out of it, but the, um, but the clownfish, so anemones are actually like poisonous. They sting and the clownfish have evolved to not to one be camouflaged. They look like they, they have the same, there's different colored anemones and different colored clownfish. The clownfish will adapt their color to the anemone and they've adapted so that they don't get stung. By the enemy, and they just hang out. But the enemy doesn't get anything out of it, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's parasitic species, and then there's also species species pairs where they're like actually like help each other out. <clears throat> so I think like manta rays have this where they've got these like little fish that hang out with them, and the little fish like clean them, they clean stuff off them. But the little fish also get pr- protection from the manta ray, so they don't get predated mm-hmm. as much. Um, so oh, like more <laughs> um, something. I think that's yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, remote, there's there's several different types, but yeah, that's that's one of the fish. Very common amongst shark-like species. Yeah, the and, ones they've uh, got, whale like, whale looks like a
0: bike tire track on their head. Yeah, those
1: ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really cool, really cool. Um, yeah, so amazing, really, really interesting stuff. So, I and, mean, you know, we have this as well. Like, we've got a lots of, like a whole microbiome, like, is uh, we've got uh, a whole bunch of different microbia that are living inside of us that are actually, like, helping us digest. We're also giving them a home, so yeah, that's like really interesting. So I was thinking, thinking about this. Uh, what's it called with otherkin? Uh, it's like they have like a spiritual mutualism between between their body, their mm. corporeal body is like inhabited by these by these um ethereal. Uh, well, they're not really parasites, I suppose, if they're all hanging out together like symbiotes. Yeah, like ethereal symbiosis of some kind. And they're definitely not they're definitely not having any sort of like psychotic episode or anything like that. They're definitely perfectly sound of mind. <laughs> but their body is just being inhabited by other by several other species. Hmm.
0: <laughs> well your point about the mutualism is particularly important? With with coping linkers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Their they were actually really interesting, Coping Linkers. Coping
0: so Link is a subset of Other Link. So Other Link or, and Other Linkers are people who Other Link. People who adopt voluntarily an identity as an alter-human or a fictional being.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And there are, there are plenty of reasons as to why someone might want to start identifying as a non-human entity or a fictional character. And they do list these, and of course they have their own... Terminology because, because of the, the terminological fixation of this community. So it can be an it's S-link positivism. formed for the aesthetic, coping link formed as a coping mechanism, fiction link, a broad term for other links formed with fictional beings, fun link or flink formed for fun, a paro link formed as a coping mechanism or disconnection from humanity support link or a slink formed to help support traits or behaviors. I like to on otherkin on the uh, otherkin wiki after the support link entry it has citation needed. <laughs> what are you <laughs> gonna like, cite? <laughs> stop bullshitting me. What are you what are you citing here? Be like some just link like- saying, oh yeah, I I I decided to become a slink for this reason.
1: Some, like, uh, just dead Tumblr account that hasn't been active since 2014. <laughs> so Here's my, here's yeah, my authoritative yeah. reference for, for
0: slinkers. <laughs> but of the other linkers, coping linkers are the most, probably the most significant group. And just the the fact that so... Most maligned as well, potentially. It's, yeah, because there is this competitive aspect to other kin or alter humanity as a whole... Coping linkers, because they chose to start identifying as a non-human entity, are looked down on by some. I also do think it's somewhat telling that coping linkers are the, the most prominent of the, the link or the other link people. So coping linkers are people who formed an other link as a coping mechanism for trauma or stress or mental anguish or any other ailment. And so they, they create this alternate personality or subjectivity or being and start to inhabit that more and more as a way to cope with some sort of negative experience. And I do think that's, that probably does say something, that that is the most prominent of the other Link communities. And within Otherkin, I think it's other Otherkinity, the, the umbrella term for all the Otherkins, Within the context of alt of humanity, coping linkers are quite prominent, and I don't think that's accidental.
1: It's people who at least have the self awareness to say that, like I'm I'm unwell. <laughs> yeah, Or <laughs> yeah. well, it's just Things the rest aren't of other Kennedy right. just haven't haven't clocked in with themselves yet. <clears throat> that hey, maybe something's yeah,
0: not quite yeah. right here. What about fiction kin? I I found fiction kin kind of funny. Oh, I mean. Funny Sort of
1: <laughs> Did you Did I send you it's the video There's Victor this really interesting of, video Of um Sorry to interrupt um, there, There's a really interesting video I'm sure if you just type in What are other kin on YouTube Did you watch this video Did I send it to you I don't think so uh, Where he's This guy no, who's not an it? other kin Is interviewing two other kin it's A dude who's an elf Elf kin And a guy who's uh, A wolf kin and the Wolfkin actually blew up a oh, while is, ago. This, is
0: this the on all levels except physical I'm Wolf?
1: Yeah, so and, it's that and then, guy. And he starts howling? Except it's like five years later or something. And it's like a new interview with him. And mm. he's kind of pissed off about that original interview because it turned him into a meme. Which, to be fair, he brought on himself. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah brought that shit on himself (laughs) i don't i don't feel sorry for the guy at all um like what the fuck (laughs) anyways he memed himself and (laughs) but the the uh the interview is actually really nice the interviewer is you know being playful but not not like not bullying them or anything so it's a nice interview and they actually gave honest answers and stuff but the elfkin dude super interesting he's Undergoing substantial body modification surgeries to look more like an elf, and in particular, like a oh uh, uh,
0: yeah, I've I've seen a, pictures of some people, a like space
1: that. elf, you know, such as the Elder from uh, Forty K, Space Elf vibe. Forty <laughs> K, <40K>, the Elder. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's gotten like eye surgery. Um, to make his eyes like pointier and slanty and stuff, um, and more. The guy's Swedish or Czech or something, you know. Like his his uh, mm-hmm. like white blonde hair and stuff. But he he constantly wears contacts, so his mm-hmm. eyes are different colors. He's modified his jawbone. He's modified his eye, the shape of his eyes. He he was wearing fake ears, but he might get his ears chopped to be more pointed naturally. Um, yeah, these sorts of things So mm. just really interesting And uh, Why was I talking about these guys? Who were we talking about? We were talking about um, Oh yeah, the the the, um, the fiction king kin What I was wondering about When I was looking to this guy Is, is just like How do you know ha- How are you supposed to characterize This other species? It's completely made up Where I'm mm. say, say I don't know It's Ursula K. Le Guin story Or something or some other yeah. sci-fi story Or if it's a, a J.R. Tolkien Like forest elf or whatever Like our, the extent of our knowledge about those species Is the Like we know for a fact that those species don't exist How the hell can you possibly identify something mm. that Explicitly was made up as fiction By another human That, that really jumped yeah. the shark for me I was it's- like this is fucking ridiculous <laughs>
0: Fictionkin was one of the more interesting parts of this because they also, they also acknowledge that, what's there in the name? They, they acknowledge that these, these creatures don't exist, but they also acknowledge that not merely can you identify as a canon character within some fictional work, but you can identify as non-canon characters or like side characters who are given a little exposition time, so you don't know much about them. Or just completely non-canon characters as well.
1: Doesn't that just mean you're making it up?
0: Which is... At
1: that point? Are you not just like bullshit? It brings up the interesting
0: point, to what extent is every identity a creative act? And there there probably is, like there's probably a large degree of creativity That's a great question, we should
1: come back to that question in a few dot points time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's a really good question, Jack. <laughs> to what extent is every identity a creative act? Hmm. I think there's some people with some very strong feelings mm. about that question. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's there's quite a few people with some very very strong feelings about that question. <laughs> yes, but it it just seems like at least the at fi- least the other the kin... type stuff just
0: sounded to me like this sounds like. Being a fan of some particular mm. uh, piece of media mm. and just taking it too far. This sounds like BTS people, but going to oh, actually no, not even going to. It just sounds like BTS people. BTS, like BTS fans.
1: What's BTS?
0: It's a, it's a K-pop group, and their fans are real punishers, just
1: absolutely frothing at the mouth rabid. Oh yeah, right. Okay, hectic. I didn't. I didn't know about this. So my only issue is not my only issue. So my issue is that our another can who identifies as an animal that exists in the real world can at least be can at least say to themselves and to Mm -hmm. others, "Look, this is what dogs do. I'm acting out, or because I am a dog, I'm making my corporeal form mimic." the movements or the mannerisms of a dog but if you're mm-hmm. fiction kin and especially if you're non-canon fiction kin like if you make up a species yourself and you say it's in the Tolkien universe it's in Middle-earth it's like it's like um i don't know super elf like some sort of super elf it's a species that Tolkien mm. nor his sons ever put into the universe it's not canon and it's not, it's not even in, in like the Peter Jackson films or anything like that. It's like, what do you mean it's it's like it is fiction? Kin, it's your fiction, but it's mm-hmm. not it's not it's not even t- at some point. It's just you're just creating like a, some sort of alter ego, like just it's just an alter complete alter ego, and it's not at all tethered yeah. to any. It's not even tethered to something else that somebody that is like a part of the culture.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: I don't really have any I just think that That's getting to the point Where I, I I would be rolling my If somebody actually came to me And said Hey, this is what I am I'm Not just Khajiit But I'm like Super Khajiit yeah, like I loved <laughs> like,
0: Fallout 3
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a, a raider. zombie I'm a raider <laughs> I'm so a super Um, I just wouldn't know What the fuck to say to them Like You're a what? You're, you're a Khajiit? It's, <laughs> it's, what's what's <laughs> no, up? <laughs> can you explain this to me again? Because I still don't like, get it. <laughs> nah, I definitely. Yeah, even, it's, like, beat up a Khajiit on the street if I saw one.
0: <laughs> is it iguanas who can breathe underwater though? That's really useful. So, yeah, fictionkin fiction is
1: are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> So should we, on that note, should we talk a bit about the typology of different, we've, we've obviously spoken about different types of kin, but there's actually a full-blown typology that we'll unpack a little bit more of. I, uh, I'll, mm. I'll st- are you, you're looking something up and I'll talk a little bit. So we've got yeah, other kin. I was so just we're looking using because
0: a- I remembered on the other kin wiki. Yeah, here we go. Because I talked about the reception of fiction kin within the other kin community. I'll just read this section to give people an idea of the, the sort of controversy that exists within the otherkin community because it's far from a unified group. Many people, both within and outside of the otherkin belief culture, are critical of fiction kin, claiming it to be taking things too far, role playing or being a copycat. These statements are typical towards the otherkin grouping yeah, at large, but more so not. to fiction kin than other kin types. There are also criticisms of stealing from the author. There is some debate over whether Fictionkin is considered otherkin or not. Though under the Alterhuman and Kin umbrellas, Otherkin usually identify as something non-human, and Fictionkin oftentimes identify as human characters. Some behave, some believe they are already otherkin sorry, some believe they are always otherkin, some believe they are sometimes otherkin, and some believe that they are never otherkin. Even if one doesn't see Fictionkin as intrinsically part of the otherkin community, They may still consider themselves both if they identify as a non-human character or identify as another species in addition to being a human fictional character. So there you go. Uh, Not only we are somewhat uncomfortable with the idea of fiction, (laughs) Kin.
1: Yeah, it turns out. It it turns out. Even the other kid are like, come on, man. (laughs) <laughs> go on stop, I, stop being a, weird about this wolf kitten is just like rolling their eyes at the elf kitten come on come on bro. yeah we that's pick respectable like being a meow meow meow. that was me <laughs> saying stop bullshitting
0: <laughs> did you read about so, fiction Flicker, actually because this goes even further
1: Oh, that's what because my uh, a fiction flicker used to is someone say when who, I ate her who out.
0: goes fiction pin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'll mute myself. Sorry,
0: <laughs> fiction flicker. They, they note on the fiction flick- flicker page on the other wiki yeah, that, this, that someone fiction flickers normally fiction after to exposure flicker. to new media that a person will come to strongly identify as someone from whatever new media is being consumed. Which is like, I don't, you know when you go and see a good movie in the cinema and you're really getting into it, you sort of wonder, it's like, oh, what would it be like to be there? That sounds, Fiction flicker. sounds like that just pushed further. It sounds like the experience of really enjoying a piece of media, but it, just going too far
1: with it. Yeah, way too far. Way too far.
0: It's interesting that with things like Fiction flicker, it's considered part of their identity. However, enjoying something to a large extent and even seeing aspects of yourself in it or seeing aspects of it in you doesn't actually have to be a personality trait or an aspect of your identity. That can just be something you briefly feel and it doesn't mean anything more. You don't actually need to make it ontological. I imagine that maybe something that distinguishes other kin from the rest of the world is that for most, their media consumption is not quite as ontologically charged it doesn't become their being you don't need to make it you don't need to make
1: it ontological you don't need to transform spiritually into this other thing you can just be a fan you can just really like yeah like you you can just enjoy it you can just enjoy it you don't have to be it (laughs) oh yeah this was, a fun, this was a fun thing to research. So I, I was thinking I'd talk a little bit about the typology just to give it a bit more substantive structure. So typology of other, skin, yeah, other kin. Yeah. So we're using the loose term other kin to capture all these ideas of someone who identifies as non-human. Then you could say there's fiction kin, which are identifying as non-human fictional organisms i don't even know if there's a term for people identify as non-organism other things like a rock that's just like rock kin i don't know if that oh if that's no just... i
0: did find that let me just search did for that. i that did find people you... talking about this
1: okay well, while you're searching for that i'll yeah <coughs> I'll, I'll look for so that then there's like
0: people identifying as like a lamp or something
1: inanimate objects yeah so yeah like, it, it shout is out there. to jack's book it's Go. it's a hot topic if uh <laughs> if <laughs> yeah that actually does happen yeah, shout out, shout out to Jack's book. Okay, so if this is in the future, if you're listening to this in the future, after Jack's published his book, go to our website, bookclubfromhell.com, and go to the about page, find Jack's links, and buy his fucking book. Um, if we're not in the future yet and you go to that page and you can't find Jack's link, really listen to this episode in a couple of weeks or in a couple of months, and it'll be there at some point. Don't worry, we will be pimping Jack's book. Anyway, back to mm. otherkin. There's Therian. Concept kin
0: Concept kin is a subcategory of other kin Wherein an individual identifies as an abstract concept of some variation I identify as the fifth dimension
1: (laughs) They've also got their own flag These people really like flags I would identify as Continuum if I were... I would identify as the continuum.
0: Concept kin also acknowledge great relief when in the company of their kin type. For example, a rain kin standing in the rain. Wait,
1: that's not a concept, though. Rain is a physical thing. Okay, so this... this mm. I call bullshit. That's very concrete. Rain is very concrete.
0: I guess maybe. So you could say, okay, you've got... <laughs> you just have this... Exterior to humans, There are simply events. They're not categorised. So... Being generous, when they say that rain is a concept, it could be that a human being overlays upon experience these conceptual categories, one of which is rain. So within that context, rain kin could be concept kin.
1: No, nah, too concrete, bro. I'm not even, I'm not even a <laughs> physical form. I identify as the Lorentz attractor. That's why I, I identify as the Lorenz <laughs> Attractor. Fuck you. <laughs> I want to be Maxwell's demon. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's Foodkin.
0: Food which kin. is, foodkin is a term for individuals who identify as a type or types of food spiritually or physiologically. This is an aspect of the otherkin community that does irritate me. Oftentimes they misuse medical terminology or Philosophical terminology in a way that I don't know what they mean. They really, like, as you would expect, they like phenomenology a lot, and they talk about Husserl <laughs> a lot. I think, oh. a, whom, admittedly, I don't know much about, but they particularly like Husserl's idea of noema. I think that's how you yeah. pronounce it. The problem is. Um, no, no. Among Husserl scholars, there's no consensus on what Husserl meant by that term And the way that other Kin people use it doesn't make any sense Even within the context of the scholarly debate on what it means <laughs> It's just like, th- this is meaningless I don't know what you're talking about Should we read Husserl? Oh, God, I just don't know how many descriptions of a chair I can tolerate
1: it Was he phenomenally, phenomenology of the spirit? Or was was that um, Hegel? Oh, that's Hegel no, that was... Yeah, that's phenomenal. So I don't know what Husserl did.
0: I mean, we could. He's pretty like he's. I think he's too normy for us. As in, there's people at universities study him. We we exist so that people can come across unfound gems, undiscovered diamonds. People have already discovered Husserl. That's where we're why we're reading about other kin.
1: I like to think of us as. Uh, the alternative to getting an arts degree, we 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 come and get an education <laughs> at the Book Club from Hell, and you'll study all the things that the universe the Western, the Western universities don't want you to know about. We, we're they like, don't want you to know about other kin. Nick Land thought <laughs> he was the Dark Enlightenment. We are the Dark Enlightenment. We are we are telling everybody <laughs> about these other ideas out there in the world, things that you can't even find. You can't even fucking find. Like try try to write a goddamn university essay third year undergrad about otherkin. Won't happen. You know why? Because of the cultural and
0: intellectual hegemony. Uh, I imagine you could. There, surely there are scholarly articles on otherkin. Google <laughs> Scholar. Let's have a look at what Google Scholar has to say about otherkin. Probably. I'm sure. Yeah, no, the that would, that would the, be. the I- particularly the identification stuff and the deep deep subjectivism must really appeal to. To academics, surely there's other kin. Or stars. there'll, or there'll hey, be like we
1: psychopathology. We are spirits of another sort.
0: Ontological right. rebellion and religious dimensions of the otherkin community by J.P. Laycock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alternative worlds, metaphysical idea. questing and virtual community among the otherkin. <laughs> D. Kirby. <laughs> Handbook of hyperreal religions. On having a furry soul. Trans species identity and ontological Ooh, indeterminacy in otherkin subcultures.
1: But- <laughs> contentious whoever wrote that paper doesn't know what they're talking Man, about Man, <laughs> there's so much there Can you imagine so- <laughs> doing your master's thesis doing your master's thesis on other can you know, you're other just spend a year under- understanding this crap you know well, what though this just keeps going sorry let me let me let, let me finish off this typology the- we
0: need to defund universities ha huh,
1: now you're speaking my language <laughs> 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 It just keeps should going. Should have done that years ago. <laughs> Jack's like freaking animism. out. <laughs> so should I, I... Sorry, I'll finish off the typology. Yeah, getting back to the typology. Uh, therians. Therians are other kin of real life forms, living or extinct. So you can identify as a velociraptor. That's a Therian because velociraptors exist. Unless, of course, you're a creationist.
0: Christian yeah, well they were planted there by the CIA
1: kin. In which case You would probably Then think of yourself as a Thereomythic Because Thereomythic is mythical <laughs> creatures And as we know Velociraptors mm. are not real Were never real because the world's only 10,000 yeah. years old Or you could be, be Like
0: if I identified um, as, a, as, a, as a globe As the earth Fiction kin Nice
1: what if you just identify it as the abstract class of spheroid objects?
0: Identifies the flat earth and the ice wall theory.
1: <laughs> therianthropy, therianthropy, uh, which is other kin restricted to purely earthly creatures. So there, we've got a bit of bit more. We've got fiction kin, which we've covered a lot, which is imaginary life forms. Mm. Coping linkers. We've got wish kin, other kin that intentionally identifies non-human, but What's not as, an, as a coping mechanism. Not as a coping mechanism. So it's like, it's like the other types of, okay. right. like, the people who intentionally identify. So they're posers, basically. <laughs> uh, clinical mm. lycanthropy, mm. lycanthropy okay. which is somebody who identifies as human but believes they are becoming something non-human. So they're not otherkin. It's very important to note that if you have clinical lycanthropy, you're not actually otherkin because you still feel as though you're human, but you feel as though you're becoming, like... A wolf or something. So, there's some... Oh, were there any other major groups?
0: Yeah, there were quite a few places where I read people really dismissing physical shifting or anyone who suggested that they might be physically becoming a non-human entity. That and vampires. Vampires are contentious because they drink blood.
1: Yeah. That's not the only reason why they should be considered contentious. <laughs>
0: vampire kin
1: (laughs) vampire kin okay onwards and upwards hey (laughs) (laughs) we've got (laughs) we've got um so that's the type that's a brief typology that actually gets really look it's like any of this um what would you call it um extreme subjectivism especially anything around like identity yeah. politics which we will talk about eventually is like if you just keep on you know, in particular um what is it intersectionality if you're like i'm uh queer uh mixed race aboriginal Person and I identify as this And I have this disability and stuff You could probably come up with enough intersections to the point Where you're literally the only person in that intersection Of all those characteristics mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm the yep. only Mixed person I know uh, <laughs> With My name, there you go, okay Great intersectionality, yep. very helpful And I've been victimised by my idiosyncratic Like life circumstances It's kind of the same thing, except In this case you're talking about the souls of or like the subjectivity of other animals where if you wanted to i suppose you could just identify you could pick out like well maybe there's coral kin which is all of the all of the other kin who are actually like (laughs) coral species (laughs) what about tropical coral i still think what about this obscure form of coral that's only found in this part of indonesia
0: (laughs) if if there are concept kin then coral kin is relatively temperate because at least it's still biological. It's temperate, is it, Jack? It's in temperate coral kin. Yeah, it's it's closer to your subjectivity than that of a, a, a sink or the or mathematics.
1: <laughs> I identify as the set of all Hilbert spaces. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay. You get to sit in the corner. <laughs> That's what you get to do. <laughs> By yourself. Uh so Identify uh Bitcoin. We've spoken about oh fuck yes. Um the kid i'm now otherkin (laughs) i'm pure cryptographic energy uh shifting (laughs) awakening community typology (laughs) i am the sha256 algorithm um and uh (laughs) fuck you (laughs) Uh, shifting awakening community typology is there anything about otherkin that we want to touch on before talking about subjectivism do we want to talk about the role of mental illness now yeah, we can do that. Let's
0: talk about it in the context of um that article written by Steampunk Skygod all about the weird feeling.
1: Yeah, cool. And then we'll talk about subjectivism. Okay.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> do you want to Cuz the author of us- this this particular article did talk about mental
1: illness quite a bit sincerely as well, like engaged with with it as a criticism sincerely, yeah. which was really which was, was really helpful.
0: Yeah. And Steampunk Sky God does identify as a shapeshifting god. Right at the start of this article, they say, I am a shapeshifting god. So their other kin credentials are, are verified or as validated as they can be.
1: Which is another typology a shapeshifter. Shapeshifters. Not, some mm. some mm. other kin don't take shapeshifters seriously, as other, as other kin yeah. are want yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: In terms of mental illness, the basic point that steampunk Sky God makes is that it becomes a mental illness or disorder once it starts interfering with someone's life. So if someone feels like they are, they're a, a dog, but that, that doesn't really make much of an impact on their life, it doesn't cause them distress, they're not, they're not mentally shifting and barking at people or chasing cars or something like that then it's not, at least in Steampunk Sky God's opinion, a mental illness. It's only when it starts really negatively affecting their life that it becomes an illness. For, for Steampunk Sky God, being other kin is not... It's not innately a mental illness, but it can, it can be one if it starts causing these, these real problems.
1: What, what do you think about that claim or that, yeah, I suppose, like classification?
0: As a general rule, I quite like that that definition of mental illness or at least part of a definition of mental illness being that it causes some sort of functional impairment.
1: I suppose every day, billions of people walk around thinking that they're like normal <laughs> functioning humans mm. when in fact they're actually Lego people. <laughs> they're actually NPCs. So... Yeah, I suppose I can see that. It's, like, not dysfunctional for most people. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I don't know, it and just seems like I, one of those things where... I don't like
0: the increasing a- trend of just pathologizing all sorts of behaviours. And while these behaviours or sets of beliefs are, at least compared to the population average, very, very unusual. Mm. Yeah. I, d- I don't like the medicalization of all aspects of, of the human experience, any... Any deviation from the normal immediately becomes some sort of pathology instead of just a variation of human subjectivity. Any quirkiness is pathologized. Interestingly, in this article too, Steampunk Sky God acknowledges that their experience of being a shape-shifting god is instantiated in human wetware. So it's a human brain in a human body which experiences itself as being a shape-shifting god in a human brain in a human body so there's some acknowledgement there that okay suppose i identify as a fish then my subjectivity is not actually that of a fish it's that of a human imagining what it is like to be a fish okay steampunk sky god sort of gets at that and that's something that i think is sensible
1: so, so two yeah. things on that. So the f- the f- okay. The first thing is, yes, a good point about not just medicalizing or pathologizing every deviant over over imaginative person. Mm. I think that's a f- fair point, but counterpoint, it just is <laughs> Just seems as though like there's kind of like a it feels to me like it's a bit of a technicality sort of thing. It's like okay, mm. so they're holding down a job and all this sort of stuff, but if the person is literally walking around thinking, I'm a dog, but I'm just a dog that happens to be corporeally instantiated in this human's body and I'm executing this algorithm that makes me pass as a human, it sounds as though to me, that's just somebody who has had a mental health event, a severe mental health event, and it just hasn't yet manifested. So, like, it hasn't manifested yet in the form of, like, disruptions in their life. But they're basically, like, potentially on a nice edge of, like, okay, well, if you're already in the headspace where you think you're a dog, you're going to wake up and one day and things are going to get potentially really bad and you should probably get some help managing it before it turns into something that could be disruptive to the rest of your life. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't want yeah. to demonize just having a, an overactive imagination. But to me, it seems as though, like, if you're identifying in that way to that degree with another, and that is actually a disruptive thing. That's almost inherently disruptive. Because mm. you're like, it, it is like a form of depersonalization or depersonalizing from your human body. Mm. Notwithstanding that I also don't want to just medicalize everything.
0: So it's important it's important to draw a line somewhere and I'm not saying that yeah, yeah that you, you simply shouldn't draw a line but drawing that line be- between simple overactivity or an overactive imagination and something that that will lead to functional problems in the future is so difficult because I guess at its core yeah the the problem here is that your subjective experience is sufficiently different from your material Mm. circumstances that that, that disconnect in your model of the world can cause problems when suddenly it doesn't correspond Mm. to the world at a moment Mm. when it really needs to. And that causes some sort of real dysfunction because drawing the line can be so slippery because we all walk around with bad models of the world in our heads all the time. Like none of us have a, none of us have a mental model which is directly correspondent to reality and yes there are more extreme or exaggerated cases like when someone identifies as a dog mm. but it's it's the sort of thing so slippery because that's there point. there isn't really a a stage qualitatively when you can say okay this is this is fundamentally different in terms of its lack of correspondence to reality that this is something that needs treatment again i'm not saying that you that you shouldn't make a judgement call as to where the ju- where that line is because there are certain cases where it's 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 clearly in someone's best interest so yeah certain things like if someone is floridly manic that's just it's so obviously mm. Mm. a mental illness that is going to cause problems that you'd say like okay that is that's well beyond the line where you treat disruptive
1: but some people can be like hypomanic
0: yeah even yeah even hypomania also if someone has repeated hypomanic episodes, they can go full blown manic.
1: Yeah. I I yeah, I definitely I, I get what you're saying. I just I just think it it just has a sense of like like technicality to it, which I, I find is like it's not in the spirit oh, yeah. of like if you actually spoke to a mental health practitioner that took their job seriously, they would be like, Yeah, but you should probably you should probably sort it out now before I gets. You
0: <laughs> should probably talk to someone about this
1: situation. We should probably talk about it And yeah
0: You should probably talk to someone in real life as well Not on Tumblr Not on some sort of internet message board Talk to a, a person in real life
1: Yeah not somebody who's just going to Reinforce your
0: Yeah who's just going to egg you
1: on Yeah and not somebody who's just going to reinforce This stuff Egg you on. Yeah, don't do what me and Jack do where we just egg each other on and then jump on our Discord and egg, <laughs> egg other people on. Yeah, go and hang out with some normal people. Oh, sorry, my phone's going off. Excuse me, sorry. Very rude. My normal phone doesn't normally go off during recording. Um yeah, so anyways, I yeah, I'm I think we're on the same page as that, anyways. But it does yeah. bring me to another point, which is that um Sky God Miss Sky God I assume Not necessarily Maybe it's a Mr Sky God Maybe it's an MX Sky God uh, Did engage With the idea Of there being A lot of mental health Issues in the community Which is An astute observation I assume And And I'm Sure
0: there are A lot of mental health problems sure
1: there is And so How do I put this It's like hmm, If you're depressed Don't hang out with other depressed people. Don't listen to Elliot Smith. Don't watch, like, fucking films that'll make you sad and stuff. Don't, you know, like, go hang out with some non-depressed people. Go watch some feel-good films and listen to some sweet, sweet Mozart or something. You know, you can definitely get into a situation with any mental health stuff where you can... Reinforce, and the same with like If you're, if you're like getting way too into, into drugs Or whatever, It if you're into drugs Don't hang out with other people who are into drugs <laughs> Unless you just want to So like, the people that you surround yourself with Will reinforce This is why Jack and I hang out together We <laughs> 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 just reinforce our stupidity For one another uh, but, but if you're into other kin There's, okay, say furries is, is an example Because at least a lot of furries don't They're not other kin And so they all know that it's like this is play or this is a creative act and this is what we're doing for fun and we really enjoy the art form and all this sort of stuff but there's an understanding that like we're not actually these things but with this otherkin community they're all reinforcing this delusion that they're some other life form when they're not and then they're just hanging out with other people who are reinforcing that and to the extent that they may or may not have other mental illnesses, or if you say, like, being other kin is inherently a mental illness, you're just hanging out with a bunch of other people who are not psychologically well, potentially, and reinforcing each other's beliefs. And then also getting, like, extremely panicky about the meanings of words and, like, self-identification, and the yeah. legitimacy of being this versus that. And it just sounds like a fucking recipe for disaster.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: If you ask me like, I, I, think don't, it, I, don't, I don't know
0: <laughs> It speaks to the need for ballast So in the case of a depressed person I think listening to depressing music Or it, engaging with some sort of art or media that is depressing I think if if used not if that's not the only thing you consume, I think it could be good. It might make people feel less alone or more heard. But it's when that is ex- when that's done exclusively, mm. then yeah, it starts causing problems. Yeah. If you don't have ballast yeah. of of someone who's not part of that headspace or is not part of if you're otherkin, the otherkin community, or if you're mm. a furry, the ballast of someone who's not in the furry community, it's really good to have ballast of peep from people who. They don't have to disagree with you, but they don't occupy... They occupy a sufficiently different place that they can give you a bit of insight into where you are. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying yeah. to say.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah, at least have one non other kin person in your life who isn't just going So that's the thing with all the stuff that we cover, I think, Jack, is you can definitely see... Maybe this this overlaps with radicalization. We should definitely cover some some something to do with radicalization. Um, but it's when people don't have any like kill switch to the headspaces mm. that they get into. They don't have, or they don't have any like countercurrent or resistance. They're just like the worst forms of cults, right? They actually it's built into sort of the way that cults are run that they cut people off socially. Isolate them, isolate them from like external media and that sort of stuff. Where it's almost like your your information diet and your social diet just becomes very homogenous, and it's mostly just information sources and other people who will just reinforce this this one way of looking at the world and looking at yourself. And you know. You know, as as we were saying before, I guess like if it's really not disruptive to your life and you legitimately think that you're a wolf or that you have this some sort of identification with a wolf and but you're still, you know, like able to live a healthy and fulfilling life and your friends are other kin, I guess what's the big deal? But I guess I would mm. be really worried if one of my friends started to identify as other kin, I'd be legitimately worried about them. I would say like, OK, but... that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. OK, can we talk about it? All right. Just. Don't go off the date. Like, just come hang out with us non-Otherkin people sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: That's probably the yeah. most useful thing you can do is to provide circuit a point breaker. of comparison. You need a circuit breaker. Because I feel like this gets, this gets weirdest when they, they stop having a, another point of comparison. Where the Otherkin community or any other subgroup becomes, becomes normal and not compared to anything else. And I think a lot of these online communities do have, at least the nastier parts of them, have have this tendency to encourage people to view everything outside of that community as suspect, and that's that's some way for that meme to try to insulate itself.
1: Yeah, ah, oh, that's a really good way of putting it. It's like self. There's a self-insulating, like structure to the to the to the meme itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like a tuberculosis infection. <laughs> like it a granuloma. Yeah. Yeah, like a granuloma. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But it kind of is doing that. I mean, as I said, like the extreme example is cults. But as you said, uh, in all of these internet communities, whether it's looks maxes or Otherkin or Furries, you'll get to the deep, dark parts of those online communities and they're um, essentially trying to demonize the outside world. And become more insular, mm. inwards facing, yeah. And that can definitely take on a sinister tone. I think.
0: I think whenever, almost invariably, when when some group is telling you not to trust any part of the outside world, it's sinister. That that's just not something that a good faith actor is going to do. <laughs>
1: Unless it's the book club from hell, in which case you should ignore the yeah. rest of the world, then you should come to our Discord and give us, give us 60,000. 60, hey, nobody signed up. Saint Marzano, even though he's cashed out with all that, all that fucking crypto money or whatever he made, like fucking still hasn't signed up for the 60K tier. But <laughs> if you want to be radicalized into the strange world of the book club from hell, get on our Discord, come join the family <laughs> with Jack... <laughs> Mr. Jim Jones, great leader, and you god got Emperor King Levi. <laughs> Catboy Levi. <laughs> we will help you insulate yourself from all the other memeplexes, and you can just hang out with us all day. Bunch of weirdos. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. We've got Should we talk about subjectivism? Need. <laughs> we've got everything. We've got, we've, yeah, got, that. we've got a channel about cooking. We've got a channel about bodybuilding. We've got a channel about fashion. We've got a channel about... The episodes, which would be very relevant, so yeah, yeah, it's a good time. <laughs>
0: uh, subjectivism. subjectivism. It, yeah. So other kin is one of the more extreme forms of straight subjectivism. This belief that, or it, not just but this school of thought that holds that your experience is, in some sense, an infallible source of truth. In that you. The fact that you experience something is true. Whether that thing experienced is true or not is open to discussion, but the fact that you are experiencing it validates it to, a quite, to quite an extent. And you also can't disprove that someone is experiencing it. And I think that's the basis of, of Otherkin, where they say, well, I, I experience the subjectivity of a wolf, and you can't disprove that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so when a philosophical school or in particular when hmm. Well, this is why epistemology is important and why I guess I'm glad that I talk about epistemology quite a lot on the podcast is because it it's it's it I think it's it's the field of philosophy that cuts across like pretty much every other field of philosophy. And uh with subjectivism, so one of the key questions in epistemology is like, how do we know what's truth? What, like, what is truth? How do we create new knowledge? What are the sources of truth? How can we detect error and that sort of stuff? And <clears throat> in subjectivism, essentially the source of truth is the subjective, like the, the point of view of the, of the actor making the claim at least with regards Mm -hmm. to subjectivism, uh, claims about oneself. And so maybe it's not subjectivism with regards to, like, claims about the outside world, but certainly about claims about oneself. And I guess where my issue is is with other kin and, I suppose, self-referential subjectivism in general is that I don't... (laughs) How do I put this? Is that we can be mistaken about claims about ourselves, and we do it. Mm-hmm. It's actually a fairly yeah. trivial thing. Yeah, say. exactly. We can do it all it's, the time.
0: So. yeah, it's like you can be wrong about what you think about yourself.
1: Yeah, you can, like on any particular day, uh, you know. Like the classic example is is, uh, dudes playing Xbox, and his girlfriend interrupts interrupts him to just have a normal human conversation about something in the real world and the guy flips out and is like don't interrupt me i'm playing fucking call of duty or whatever um I'm just about to snipe someone going has got a chopper gun, you bitch <laughs> and she's like don't yell don't get so angry and and then he's like the boyfriend and says i'm not angry <laughs> i'm not I'm angry, not, angry. I'm not, not fucking angry man i'm not angry i'm fine <laughs> yeah, so so that person is obviously angry (laughs) and it's not fine and they're mistaken about themselves and it's just a matter of them not realizing that they're angry. And it's a very trivial example, but it just goes to show that we can easily be mistaken about something as apparently personal as our uh, like own emotional, like claims about our own emotional state. So it's definitely the case that we can be mistaken about ourselves.
0: Mm, To the point where you, you truly can angrily think that you're not angry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a classic another classic one is like people who are depressed who don't realise that they're depressed. That happens all yeah. the fucking time. So like and I mean another really classic example would be like literally people who are in a psychotic episode or <laughs> also making yeah, that's claims. Funny, about the more themselves. extreme case, yeah. That it, like so it's it's not even a, a controversial thing to say that we can be mistaken about ourselves um and so any any subjectivism in this case otherkin where you make a claim like i am i identify as or i literally am um a dog instantiated in a human body you're making an objective claim that implies a number of things about physical like about the reality outside yourself like for example that dogs have subjective experiences which you know we don't have a theory of subjective experiences like it could be the case that dogs as counterintuitive as it is it could be the case that dogs don't have a subjective experience whilst we don't have a theory of qualia we actually don't know if dogs have subjective experiences but let alone that those subjective experiences can be extracted out of the body of a dog and transplanted into the body of a human. So Mm. that subjectivism. If you subscribe to subjectivism where the authoritative source of knowledge is that of the actor making the claim about themselves, then you literally can just open yourself up to... Anybody can make any claim about themselves and you could say, ''I'm fucking Superman and I can fly, bitch.'' And it's like, well, it's in the world of subjectivism, it's like, yeah, sure, you're fucking Superman. Jump off that building. Have fun. So, to me, it just leads into complete chaos, chaotic thinking. Sorry, mm. I've got on a fucking rant here. In the case I just, of otherkin, Sorry, I'll shut up.
0: <laughs> when the, in the Superman example, I guess an Otherkin would say that they make no claims to physical transformation. So, maybe they, they might have the subjective experience, suppose, if they're Birdkin, that they feel distressed because they know they should be able to fly. They have the subjective experience of a being that can fly, but it's instantiated in a physical body which can't fly. Where, where I think they go wrong is they, they they take, okay, I strongly feel that something is the case. We don't have a way to verify that, but I'll take their word for it. Okay, you, you do feel that way. However, to make the jump between I strongly feel this way and... I am the subjectivity of a bird in a human body is not as easy as they make it out to be. Those are actually two different things and they make them out to be the same.
1: And so this brings us to a very famous book in the philosophy of mind of, not famous book, it's a paper, very famous paper in the philosophy of mind um, called To Be a Bat. I believe that's what it's called, To Be a Bat. Uh, And uh, what is it like to be a bat? And uh, it's a really interesting article. Basically wondering, the the guy, the author says, what does it mean to be a bat, to imagine being a bat, to try to transpose one's own subjectivity into the experience of a bat? And there's a lot that you can take out of it. I'd recommend reading it. One of the things I took out of it is, or in thinking about, thinking about it for myself, is, is like, is it even really possible to... Inhabit the experience being a bat Aren't you really just imagining yourself Just doing bat things Like you're just It's still your subjectivity It's just It's just you're upside down in a dark cave Because What do you mean you're Unless you're on DMT You don't know what it's like to be echolocating things Yeah Well you're
0: experiencing a human Imagining the subjectivity of a bat
1: And it's almost like this You can't really get out of this as far as I'm aware, maybe somebody has figured out a, an argument to get out of this, but I haven't seen it yet. Mm, mm. So it's like if you claim I'm a bird and my body does not correspond to my subjectivity of a bird and I'm distressed. So I have like some sort of spatial body dysmorphia, then I need to modify my body so I'm gonna start implanting feathers or something <laughs> or like getting tats on my face to like look like feathers, or I'm gonna graft on some angel wings onto my back, some like something like that, like some gratuitous body modification it's It's like mm. well, why don't we just start from first principles? What do you mean? your body doesn't correspond to your identity, like what is identity, and why does that? <clears throat> if your subjectivity is the authoritative source of truth, why don't we use your body as the authoritative source of truth? Why don't we say your body overrides mm. your subjectivity and say that, no, 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 you have to make your body, your, your, you need to rethink the mistakes in your thinking and maybe just actually the issue here is not that your body's out of order, it's that your mind is out of order. That's where the issue is.
0: Yeah, well, that brings up a f- another fundamental it's not necessarily a problem, but it is an assumption in Otherkin, where the assumption is that because they subjectively feel to be a, a non-human entity, I should care, crudely. Uh, okay, so suppose, for argument's sake, they definitely identify as a turtle. Why should I, why do I take that seriously? And I think that's, that's an assumption, that I should take it seriously. But it's it's not clear to me why I should.
1: Not only that you should take it seriously, but that you should affirm it, Jack. Like if I, Levi is Khajiit yeah. Levi, Catboy Levi. And now I'm saying, mm. you, Jack, you have to respect that and like actually uh, say that you believe that I'm a Khajiit.
0: You're clearly an Argonian.
1: <laughs> Big, fuck in <laughs> ugly cold-blooded little roadkill skinks i'll fuck them up i'll eat them black marshes <laughs> suck <laughs> do you see what i say like so somebody else makes a, yeah, a claim yeah. about their subjectivity which is wrong anyways but let's just say so one is based on a philosophy of all you know authoritarianism um, like epistemological authoritarianism, but the authority is the subjectivity of the actor, and but then also they want other people's perception of them to conform to claims about themselves. So I'm an Argonian. I'm a Kijiji. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a cat. And then I don't know if other kin. I assume there are other kin who literally, in the most extreme sport, like literally want other people to affirm their other kinity. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sure there are. Well, that's to a large extent what other kin advocacy is for. To to make them both more visible and more accepted in broader society. But again, I think it's an assumption to ascribe moral valence to basically other people agreeing with your inner experience. I'm not sure why it's, it's like- actually a moral action to agree with that. It's It's a in massive... Fact- it's an unstated first principle, which is so fundamental to this entire project.
1: And it completely um, obliterates an error correction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you just have to agree with me. Like, a, like an inter subjective. So it's like, what's the point of having discussions with another person at that point? It's like, if you just say, like, mm. any of my claims about my own subjectivity, like, my social environment must conform to my claims about myself. And to do otherwise is somehow mm-hmm. an affront or an offense, or even like a victimization, because you're minimizing my experience or you're making me invisible. That that's
0: somehow. Yeah. Well, I think it goes beyond that. It's not only an affront or an offense, but I think it's it's seen as an immoral action, yeah,
1: an immoral action
0: within this paradigm. That it's it's actually ethically bad. It's ethical. Well,
1: in the in the, yeah,
0: that's and that's actually not a moral
1: claim that I really accept. Oh absolutely Or at least I, I, would, I want to know why In fact I'm sure there's other kin who would like to make it illegal Who would like to make it illegal To misspecies them That if you say that I'm a species mm. Other than the one that I identify as That you're actually out of line And I'm going to take your job because of that I'm going mm, to take you mm. to the... No, well, not the, well. Th- here's the thing about the other kin is they can't really go to the Human Rights Tribunal, can they? <laughs> 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 it's like, like, you know what? That's a good point. Check I'm going to start... <laughs> take that, you cunt. It's a self-limiting group.
0: <laughs> I don't feel like I have a great deal more to say about other kin.
1: Do you? No, I think... Uh, I think I've said my piece.
0: It's hard to say if we'd recommend this or not because we didn't cover a specified text so much this episode. If people want to look into the Otherkin wiki,
1: well, that's all about that
0: weird feeling. Oh, that's that's true. Yeah, on the website I put all about the weird feeling. I'll yeah, I'll include a link to it in the show notes. Like if you yeah, if you want to know about Otherkin, reading the article by Steampunk Skygod is is a pretty good primer and Steampunk Sky God seems a lot more self-aware than, than many of the other people in the Otherkin community whose posts I've read. So yeah, if you're wanting to learn more about Otherkin, that's a good spot to, to start. What do we have next episode? Do we have Miner of Trouble by Peter Kemp? <laughs> hey
1: Jack. Hey Jack. Hey Jack. Hey Jack. Yeah? What do you call an Otherkin who really likes to read? Bookworm. Ha. <laughs>
0: Do we have Mind War of Trouble by Peter Kemp next week?
1: Or is it a Q&A? Yeah. What do you call an other kin who sells weapons and arms? Stop it. war dog. A war dog.
0: I just think of Zillikami screaming war dog whenever <laughs> I hear that term.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Him barking. Okay, I'm all out of otherkin jokes. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of we need to do we need to do a brony episode, and I'm gonna I am gonna I am going to trot on into our brony episode, carting oh, along a whole just, bunch of dad jokes on just bronies.
0: So gross. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> just- <laughs> bronies are like much worse furries.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They're the dudes who got kicked out of Furicon. Uh, <laughs> oh, fine, I'm going to become a Brony. I'm going to become a Brony.
0: <laughs> no, but I'm I'm pretty sure next week we're doing Miner of Trouble by Peter Camp, which is quite different <laughs> to other kin or to Bronies. Some English guy went to fight <laughs> for the nationalists in the Spanish Civil War and wrote a book about it.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah okay well we should wrap up then (laughs) join the discord yeah check out the new website join Um, the discord all that sort of good stuff um otherwise stay tuned for next episode yeah when it comes out it'll be out eventually
0: all right see you bye